This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. We marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out. This is episode number 460. Check us out, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. If you want to get your merch, you got to get your 20% off. You got to get that in there. That's so stupid. <laughs> but I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Chris is not here, at Chris Dog, but check out the Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, Dave's here, though. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. I think that has to be the longest a Twitter account has been a Twitter account where we've promoted it without any action on it whatsoever. But still, you can follow it. But for the most action, you can check us out on Twitter at Markin Out, Facebook.com slash Markin Out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash Markin Out 11. Um, that's about it. Dave, how are you doing? Hey, hey, hey. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing awesome as always. It was uh, Thanksgiving this past week. How, how was that? You know, Thanksgiving was very good. Um, got to go over to my grandparents' place, spend time with them. And it was, uh, we had some delicious food. The turkey was actually really good. We went to their, um, they live in like a senior citizen's apartment complex. And inside of there, they have a restaurant. Wait, so we here? Went, uh, North Shore Towers. They moved or how long ago was that a thing? Um, a few years. Huh. Had no yeah, idea. A few years. Um, so we went over there and, um, yeah, the turkey was actually not dry, so I was very happy with that because usually turkey I'm not a big fan of. You know, um, it's because people cook it wrong. Yeah, sometimes it's just way too dry. No, but like a turkey, just like a cow or anything, needs to be cut up into – it needs to be cut into different pieces mm-hmm. and cooked at different temperatures. I can see that. Yeah, and sometimes it seems like people are just aren't cooking it properly, or people get super lucky. Yeah, that's a that's an option, but I don't think turkey is glazed enough. What does that mean? I don't know. Maybe they got to add some like honey to it or something. You know, something to make it not as dry. Well, what's your take on turkey? It's called basting the turkey, David. Well, maybe they don't do it enough. Maybe they got to do it just a little bit more, but. Overall, it was great. Uh, yeah. What about you? How was your uh, gobble gobble day? It was good. Uh, I I wanted to eat so much stuffing. <laughs> I had myself two plates of it. There you go. See, we're so good about the stuffing. I know. I just like stuffing in general. Ah. And it's like I appreciate stovetop, but homemade stuffing is so much better. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And our That's turkey, cool. our turkey was deep fried, as per the huge. There you go. Did you get to see Nana? Uh, yeah, she went. She went. Nice, nice. But it's like it, I just it, the the food that they make there is like always so good. It's always like homemade stuff. Mm-hmm. The well, my cousins or our cousins, I guess, wife made uh, this homemade babka. 
Uh, that was babka. literally literally the best babka I've ever had. Was it the chocolate or the cinnamon raisin? No, it was chocolate. Okay, because I've only I've only go. ever had chocolate, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until a few weeks ago that I had uh, babka that was warm. Okay, have you ever had that? I mean, I've taken babka and warmed it up in the microwave before and i was a big fan yeah i've never had that happen before but mm-hmm. apparently there's a, a there's a bakery that's in manhattan that they tell you to warm it up so that was another cousin of ours bought huh. and had it and i was like yo this is so good and then on thanksgiving someone else made it i was like yo this is so good <laughs> <laughs> it was like insane how good it was i just i don't know all right, very cool. And then it's like it sucks because like when you go to somebody else's house, you don't really have leftovers. Mm-hmm. So it's like well, a... I mean, it depends. I mean, it seems like at my work, there's always leftovers at times, and I'm always giving the leftovers to take home, or at least offered. What does that mean at your work? Well, at work, whenever they uh, bring in food and stuff. Why? No, but I'm, not... I'm talking about like specifically when you don't host Thanksgiving, you don't really have that many leftovers. Like, sure, they might give you some turkey, they might give yeah. you some stuff, but also the, the they made uh, homemade mashed potatoes, and I really don't like mashed potatoes, but he insisted I try the mashed potatoes, so I took mashed potatoes, and they were actually really good. Um, to the point where I was just literally eating it with my hands yesterday. <laughs> wow, that's, that's very uh, appetizing. There you go. Very archaic very cool. of me. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I was just like, well, I'm, I'll, I'll just take a little bit. I'll take a little bit more. Hey, well, don't forget what you have been learning from Husky Harris. What, the well, muscle good. man? Husky. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't forget the muscle man, okay? Oh, you mean Huskus. Yeah, Huskus. So he had a similar um, thing happen to him, and look what how that turned out. So well, yeah, he overate, but yeah, I, exactly. I was, I was like, I took my first plate. I was like, okay, I kind of want to like, I, I mean, I definitely want more food, but I want to save room for dessert. And then I went up, got more stuffing, got more mac and cheese, um, and then and more cranberry sauce. Cranberry, homemade cranberry sauce. What do you do? Can homemade? What is the? I I mean, I usually go canned. Like I'm a huge fan of canned cranberry sauce, but ever you can since... overeat it into it wearing off its taste. Sometimes it kind of tastes like too metallic, but um, I'm I'm overall a big fan of canned cranberry sauce. But ever since going to to my mom's cousin's house for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. They've always had homemade cranberry sauce, and it's and I never ever liked homemade cranberry sauce before. And then, which maybe I'm maybe it's just because I'm like, my mouth is adult now. Oh, that that could be the adulting it's of your mouth. Up. As like like I, guacamole, hated it as a child, mm-hmm. hated it, and even avocados. I mean, not even as a child, but like up to early adulthood, and then. That one time in Mexico. <laughs> Isn't that where every story starts? <laughs> yeah. That one time in Mexico. I didn't, I didn't want to. I ordered specifically. I was like, I just want chips. I want pico de gallo. Okay, we'll bring it right up. Bring me the chips. 
bring me a giant plate of guacamole, no no pico, and I didn't want it to go to waste. So, hey, there you go, got a man up at times. Very yeah. cool. So, how about your the rest of your week? Uh, honestly, that's basically it. Outside of that, I, I did some more grilling. Wait, I was hoping. I'm still waiting for that day where it's like super freezing cold out, and I'm going outside to grill. I'm like, full, I'm fully 100% committed to this. But the day I chose to grill, it was as if it was summer. And that was the weirdest thing to me. Yeah. It was such All a right. nice day out. Well, you got to keep us in the loop on that. Well, this past week, we actually had Survivor Series, though. One heck of a weekend. I mean, you had the takeover, which was great. And that led right into Survivor Series, which I thought was on fire. Yeah, night number three of four at the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, so who won predictions? I do not know because they added a bunch of matches here as well. All right. So I picked up the victory again on this pay-per-view. Um, let's see. Yeah, I picked one. I picked two. I picked... Whoa. Did I pick Daniel Bryan? Who knows? But let's talk about this interbrand tag team battle royal. I think, by Head the way, I, I do think I, I think I won. All right. Take that victory. Just like Ziggler and Rude picking up the victory, eliminating the Street Profits um, in that Battle Royal. Yeah. SmackDown going up when, on when all they, the other teams. Which, by the way, Xavier Woods made note that, oh, we're counting the kickoff show this year? Uh, doesn't matter to me. Well, because last year they weren't counting the kickoff show and SmackDown had some matches or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. They counted all the uh, kickoff shows in the tallies. Yeah. Um, but when they, they – I didn't hear them say we're going to have a 10-team tag match. And when this match starts, I'm like, what is going on? I was like, I was like, okay, we got the Forgotten Sons on this pay-per-view. Uh, we got Imperium. What's happening? Brizongo, like more and more yeah. teams kept coming out. I was like, "Oh, we're having a ten man tag." <laughs> oh, this is what's taking place right Battle now. Battle Royal. Okay. There you go. But how did you like it? I don't understand how how the OC don't. Well, first of all, I thought uh, an NXT team should have a hundred. Fandango and and Tyler Breeze were like super over during this mm-hmm. to the point where I thought they should have a hundred percent one. But uh, outside of that, how do you have the OC being the best team in the world losing this? Yeah, I, I could understand that. That could be a little bit, you know, annoying. But yeah, Next, I, and I also I think Dolph Ziggler tried to leave with their their cup, so that, that was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up though was a very interesting match. Wasn't expecting this at all, but. We had an interbrand triple threat match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. I was shocked that the the championship was actually on the line, but Leo Rush representing NXT picks up the victory, defeating Akira Tozawa representing Monday Night Raw and Kalisto for SmackDown. Um, it's still it's still weird that Akira Tozawa was on NXT this week. Yeah, that shouldn't. That's very uh, weird. But Leo Rush, I thought this was a good match. Yeah. Very uh, fast-paced and fun to open. Yeah, all three of them are fantastic wrestlers, so. Yeah. 
Very, very good match. Up um, next. Next up, yeah, cha- uh, championship on the line, no, triple no, no. threat style. No triple. The Viking no, no, Raiders. No, no championship on the line. Champions triple threat tag team match. Cha- oh, I don't know why that they're saying champions then. Because it was yeah. champions. Oh, yeah, they're all the champions. Um, Viking Raiders picked up the victory over New Day and Undisputed Era. Uh, I'm happy that Viking Raiders picked up the victory. I think that after losing the uh, world's, what is it, greatest tag team, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) When they lost Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Hunt. Yeah, I I think that it's important that they picked up this victory to secure their dominance over two of the other top tag teams in WWE at the current time. So very good with this. Um, yeah, so at this point you had uh, a win for SmackDown, a win for NXT, and a win for Raw. So they were all three of them were tied. Mm-hmm. But we had the actual pay-per-view kick off. Uh, we had not known the who will be on the Survivor Series for the Survivor Series teams for NXT until uh, the night before for the women and uh, after Takeover, of course, and at. The, on the kickoff show for the men, but we found out that the NXT women's team would consist of Rhea Ripley being the team captain, Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, and Tony Storm. I definitely think that this should have been left a surprise. That would have been more fun. Well, I mean, it was still somewhat of a surprise, but they picked up the victory over Team Raw, that being Charlotte, Natty, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Sarah Logan. And Team SmackDown, Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. Uh, Bianca Belair um, eliminated two people right off the bat. Maybe not right off the bat, but she got rid of Nikki Cross and Sarah Logan. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Because Belair is really one of those up-and-coming superstars that you keep on hearing about. And especially with her strength that they always speak about with her winning the recent um, recent years of the Combine. I think that's awesome. Um, you had some some uh, minor uh, inter... Uh, I don't know what you would call it. Uh, I don't inter... know. Asuka and Flair brawled, I guess. Not brawled, but she she took care of Charlotte Flair to the point where Oscar inner. just Oscar just left the match. An inner brawl. Yeah. Inner brawl taking place. Um yeah, Oscar, I'm I'm very torn with Oscar right now because ever since she was on fire, what, maybe two, three years ago. And ever since she lost to Charlotte Flair at that WrestleMania, she hasn't I don't think that she's picked up that that amount of speed again. She hasn't been on the same level, and she hasn't well, been I'm, used to the same level. I'm enjoying this new heel version of Asuka. Me too. I, I'm enjoying the heel version, but I want to see her go back to that unstoppable Asuka that we once knew. Um, but overall, I thought that this was a nice match, and I thought I really like the NXT women in this. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. And for a, a, I want to see Bianca Belair versus Flair in a one-on-one match, which is in something time. I never like would have said. But I think Flair is a really good athlete, mm-hmm. and Belair is a tremendous athlete as well. So 
Wow, Thanksgiving and Brandon's uh, praising Charlotte Flair, but not not right. not her for being a wrestler though, for actually just being an athlete. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's no taking away from that. But next up, champions triple threat match: Roderick Strong picking up the victory over AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, big victory for Roddy. Yeah, picking up the victory over AJ Nakamura. I mean, AJ Styles being at the top of his game for the past few months, and Nakamura being Nakamura, but, but Roderick and, Strong. Uh, I mean, again, they had that big War Games match the night before that. He went in and got got a three-one victory over the other the other two brands. Yeah, but good times. Next up, you had. The, Adam Cole picking the victory over Pete Dunne to defend his NXT championship. I think this was a good match, and it was important that Adam Dunn picked uh, Adam Dunn. Adam Cole picked up that victory. I thought, and it was, I'm happy that he won. I thought it was funny. I think Pete Dunn tweeted out after War Games saying, "Well, Adam Cole's dead. I win by forfeit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, this was it. Was nice. It was the uh, the first of three title matches that weren't brand uh, specific. Yeah. And and I'm happy that they did include an NXT championship match on the main card. Which I guess it wouldn't have made sense if they didn't because they want NXT to be the brand Mm -hmm. up there with Raw and SmackDown. They don't want it to be developmental. Yeah, but the booking of it has gotten a lot better over the past few years because... In two years ago, this was probably going to be a kickoff show. This wouldn't if, have been were, on it. This would not yeah, have been if, on if, the. But even if if they were to include, it, it would have been. A it wouldn't have been though. That's not even like well, if they were going to. They put an NXT match on, but I think that they put it on the kickoff, like with Neville or something. I don't know about that. I don't. Know. But yeah, Adam Cole walking away with the victory. So, which one do you want to go into next? The next match, which would be for the WWE Universal Championship. The Feed defeats Daniel Bryan. Um, It's just an unfortunate thing that... It's like I can't look at the screen with these red lights. Yeah, the red lights can be very distracting. But as far as, like... I I didn't really mind the, the whole match as itself i think this might be like my favorite fiend match that we've seen so far yeah it was a very good match the fiend once again just kept his pursuit on going throughout the entire match and daniel bryan held his own till the very end but then the mandible claw got him yeah and what's interesting we didn't i i wanted like a a chris benoit eddie guerrero-esque uh promo out of miz and daniel bryan Mm-hmm. But we didn't really get that before the uh, the match earlier in the night. We kind of had uh, Miz kind of like pumping up Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't quite where I wanted it to be. But uh, during this match, we had Daniel Bryan bring back the yes movement. Yeah, huge uh, occurrence right now. So he's doing the yes, yes, yes. And then... I feel like maybe the maybe he could at one point bring the lights back on through the power of yes, but I don't know what's going to happen now. Hmm. That'd be interesting. 
I don't know if we have to see if the yes movement still exists or the power of the yes. I think that the movement definitely still is there. The power is there. But talking about power, Survivor Series match, five on five on five men's action. Team SmackDown showing how powerful they are, walking away with the victory over Team Raw and Team NXT. Um, something that really disappointed me with this was Walter being eliminated within the first, like, minute. Walter was the first person eliminated? I wouldn't say the yeah. first minute. I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, but... well, the first two to three, the first three minutes. But, yeah, he was, uh, how he was out first is beyond me. Yeah, I'm surprised that Walter was eliminated first instead of maybe someone like Shorty G or Mustafa Ali. But, yeah, I was definitely surprised that Walter... Um, but here we also had some uh, inter-brand problems between Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Not inter, inner. Inner? Yeah, inner. I guess inner, yeah, you're right. Yeah, inner-brand. Where Seth Rollins is kind of questioning, can we trust Kevin Owens since he's Mr. NXT? He went over to take over to help out the team. Kevin Owens assured him before the match saying, like, no, like, I'm Team Raw. I, I I went there to fight my battle. It was to get retribution on the Undisputed Era for jumping me. Yeah, then you have uh, Interbrand with Roman Reigns and King Corbin. Um, so it, it was very eventful. It made the night a lot of fun. Uh, I thought that Team NXT, the end of it with Keith Lee, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns was pure fire. Yeah, That was such an awesome ending, especially because they... T- they did not make Keith Lee look bad at all. I mean, he picked up the victory over Seth Rollins, I believe. Yeah, he, he eliminated yeah. Seth. Yeah, that's huge. He eliminated the team captain of Team Raw. And then after the match, they did the they did the. Sh- I, I'm pretty sure Keith Lee's now in the Shield because <laughs> <laughs> they they fist bumped. <laughs> but it was yeah, it was really it was cool to see Roman Reigns like not pass the torch, but like. No, but give him, you give even him, saw, uh, show respect. You even saw that from Randy Orton during the match where he was rolling around with like Damian Priest and Tommaso Ciampa. And it, it was really cool to see these NXT guys rolling around with. Yeah. So, I mean, Shorty G, who was it? Shorty G and Matt Riddle. Well, I mean, rest- even before that, I well, not before that, because no, I are you sure Shorty G? Because Shorty G yeah. is out number two. No, Shorty, Shorty G and Matt Riddle had a pretty much a wrestling match during the event. And that was really nice and cool to see back and forth because of their uh, backgrounds. I liked that um, Matt Riddle eliminated Randy Orton. Yeah, total surprise, man. Braun Strowman, though, gets a count out. I, I know. The people that I were with weren't a, a fan of this. It's but... a triple threat match. You can't. That makes no sense. And also, how, yeah, we always talk about that. Triple threat match, there shouldn't be a count. Well, no, but Survivor Series, there is countouts. To, to me, that how? Why? That doesn't make sense. I mean, I, that's just the way it's Survivor, no, 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 no. We've never had this before. Are you sure? This has never been happened. a countout. No, no, we have never had a triple threat Survivor Series match. Oh, oh, oh. But we've had Survivor Series matches where there's countouts. I'm probably, but that's, that's yeah. not how triple threat matches work. I but this is a Survivor Series. But that's not how a triple threat match works. If it was I don't two know, on, I, I understand one what you're team saying. versus one team, 
I understand what you're saying. But Braun Strowman, I think that that's really the only way for him to be eliminated unless you had him walk off uh, and leave Team SmackDown. Because otherwise, you're having him get pinned or submit to someone. Keith with... Lee could have 100% taken care of that. Yeah, that would have been nice. But Team SmackDown overall picked on the victory. Next up, you had the no-holds-barred match. WWE Championship on the line. Brock Lesnar retaining over Rey Mysterio. Thank goodness. I, I was ready to see Rey Mysterio as champion. Uh, I know people... I think people might have... I'm sure people complained about this match. I was... More, every match. I, I mean, was more than okay with this match, though. I was, I was, I was entertained the whole time. You had Rey Mysterio right off the bat, which made no sense, first of all, because he no like pun- he, he had been no pun intended for what with the bat, or I guess it's a lead pipe. Yeah, but it made no sense because he'd been touting that that pipe for forever, and then doesn't come out with it. Mm-hmm. Well, he so did bring was, it involved in the right in the beginning. Yeah, but if you're but he went into the ring without it. He then he had to go out of the ring to pick it up, whatever. But uh, Rey Mysterio dressed as current day Joker, or not current day, whatever the as in Joker movie, the film. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was cool. I thought uh, overall, I really liked this this match. Yeah, I I thought it was a good match. I thought that the end was really cool because there was that moment where uh, whatever his face is. Dominic, um, which yeah. by the way, I have to mention uh, the SmackDown on Fox Twitter account, hilarious. They tweeted out, "Our matches don't end with a uh, throwing in the towel." Yeah, definitely a jab at <laughs> AEW. But yeah, Rey Mysterio. When Dominic got involved, you were like, "Wait a second, is Dominic going to help Rey Mysterio win the championship?" And they were getting their offense on Brock Lesnar, only for Brock Lesnar to finally get back. He regained his strength. He hit Dominic with that German suplex. He ended up catching Rey Mysterio from midair into the F5. Um, but it was cool. Like, they, they both, like, he did Rey Mysterio low-blowed Brock, followed by Dominic low-blowing him. And yeah. then they both hit dual uh, 619s. Yeah. Then Dominic gets up to the top rope, frog splash. Rey Mysterio gets up, frog splash. And then the, he kicks out, but... It yeah, was so, it was just that, it was just fun. I was marking the heck out during this, definitely. At, at that at that moment, I feel like everybody was just like, "Wait, is Rey Mysterio about to win?" And the fact that you were able to convince so many WWE fans that Rey Mysterio, the the small one of the smallest guys on the roster, that he was about to defeat Brock Lesnar. Well, I'm pretty uh, sure we've had that before. No, but but I think that it was really cool that they were able to rope all of us into this one uh, peculiar ending. They were able to rope us in to be like, wait, is it going to happen? Could Ray actually do this? And then Brock Lesnar pulls his Brock Lesnar ways. But I love the ending. I thought it was great. Yeah, I I had no problems with this match at all. No. Uh, next and, up, and yeah. the, the one thing that I thought was going to happen was uh, maybe Cain Velasquez coming out, but that didn't. Yeah, I guess totally it wasn't really necessary. necessary, but. Yeah, not necessary. Uh, main event of the evening, champions, triple threat. Well, I mean, uh, it would have been necessary had he become WWE champion, perhaps. but eh, I don't think so. But Baszler picked up the victory over Lynch and Bailey by submission. Unfortunately, I feel like this match really fell short. Because I See, think that maybe the, maybe the Le- Lesnar-Mysterio, Lesnar maybe that ending was so hot that 
this match was just like a... people. I think a lot of people I saw were complaining about this match, Bailey specifically. But I, I was enjoying this match. Mm. Yeah, I, I. The I only thing I, I didn't into it. The only thing I didn't like was after the match. Yeah, I, this entire match I couldn't get into at all, and I didn't really care. Maybe it was a fatigue factor of the entire weekend, but I just didn't care for it. Well, and after after the match was over, you had Shayna Baszler celebrating on the commentary table, and uh, Becky Lynch knocked her off and like tossed her off, or whatever, and then celebrated herself. So I don't know what, like I don't see the, I don't know why at that point NXT completely crushed Raw and SmackDown. So I don't know why they had that where Becky had to be on top last. I think just to continue a feud with Becky and Shayna Baszler, but I agree with you. I think that it would have been nice, maybe if even if you had the NXT roster start to slowly make their way down to the ring to celebrate with her or something like that. See, but what I, I, what I thought was going to happen was after Becky beat up Shayna Baszler and she then was on the table celebrating – I thought we were going to hear Rousey's music hit. That would have been interesting. Have Hart come down with Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir. Mm-hmm. Then you have Bailey and uh, and and Becky Lynch out there getting jumped, and then Flair and Sasha Banks run out. Yeah, and that would definitely be interesting. That's the start of the horsewomen feud, but no, that did not happen though. But I, maybe this—I don't know. I yeah, I, I didn't get that ending, but. I I liked most of the match, um, and uh, yeah, maybe people weren't happy that this was the main event. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I wasn't into it, and yeah, I don't plan on rewatching it at all. But that was Survivor Series, and that led us right into Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Where's Mister Locker Room Leader Seth Rollins? Had the whole raw roster surrounding the ring. Uh, and he's talking about Survivor Series. And one by one, they all started to leave him. Yeah, I mean. Because he, he started was, to trash everyone. Yeah, he was berating Randy Orton being the first one to leave, calling him the weak link. Uh, like, one, how, is, how is he not the locker room leader? Yeah, right. How did he, I, never, I like, that, how did he never assume the position? I don't know, but something that I really liked was when Flair walked off after he was insulting Charlotte Flair. Zelina Vega is standing there nodding her head in agreement with Seth Rollins about how awful Charlotte Flair was the night. <laughs> That's before. funny. Like it was something. Like something. I always appreciate the small, uh, the small expressions and stuff like that. That's why I'm such a big fan of uh, Wolf uh, when he was with um, Z- uh, Sanity. Like, the facial reactions and stuff like that, that movement that maybe not everybody's watching for. Zelina Vega nodding her head in agreement with Seth Rollins berating Charlotte Flair, I thought was hilarious. Um, um, the only person that actually stood up here was Kevin Owens. Yeah, Mr. NXT himself. Seth Rollins brings up TakeOver and ends up hitting... Uh, I mean, and then uh, Kevin Owens... Before even saying a word, ends up hitting Seth with the stunner. And what a hot opener. I thought that the crowd loved it. The crowd loved the entire aspect of Kevin Owens hitting that stunner. 
yeah, backstage, Seth Rollins laid out a challenge for the main event, and later on in the night, Kevin Owens cut a, a hot backstage promo, um, which I thought was really good. He said he's going to change Monday Night Rollins into the Kevin Owens show. Yeah. Funny, because now he's not champion, but... Yeah. Up next, we saw Bobby Lashley defeat Titus O'Neil via disqualification. Um, earlier in the night, they showed footage of Rusev being uh, handed a restraining order, which I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. And is, it, is, that yeah. A, is that a thing that you get a restraining order in any state you go to? That uh, I don't know. I've never been issued one before. And uh, it didn't seem that way based off the movie with um, Matthew. What's his name? Matthew Perry. So What movie is that? I forgot. It's with him and Amanda Peet, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They didn't do it in every state that they went to, I don't think. But, yeah, I'm not too sure. So he's given a restraining order, and he can't come within 90 days, uh, 90 feet. (laughs) (laughs) Way to go, Lana. (laughs) That was a joke. But, yeah, uh, yeah, so he ends up attacking Lashley during this. I don't know. if, If there's a restraining order, shouldn't the police have been, like, right there? Um, or, or like, or security at least. But so I feel like that took a little bit where uh, it dragged for me a little bit. But uh, he he finally ends up getting handcuffed, ends up still pushing Bobby Lashley off of the stage through a table or whatever. Gets ripped away from that, and then still managed to managed to get back over there. Kicks over uh, a pillar of the entrance ramp or whatever, and lands on Lashley. Yeah. So it was a little long for me, but uh, everybody I saw like marking out over this segment. Yeah, I wasn't engrossed in it or anything like that. But you know, it is what it is. It wasn't. I, it wasn't a terrible segment. It's just I don't. It's just I don't like. It was just feud. long. I don't like this feud. That's what I know. It yeah, comes I, down to. Yeah. Well, next like up, I'm hoping had, it uh, ends on Sunday. It probably won't, but. Yeah. Next up, you had Authors of Pain pick up a victory over Ryder and Hawkins uh, with the Collider. Do you think the Super Collider looks super weak? I actually wrote that down. I wrote Collider in my notes just because I'm not a fan of it. Like, they look super strong. Yeah, but... They, the, they do the double uh, Death Valley drivers into the, the corners that look good. Like, those are good moves. And then, yeah, they, just I, pick them, then they just pick up two superstars and bump them, bump backs. Barely bump backs. Yeah, I think that they do need a little bit more. I, I wish they had uh, enforced tag team rules here. What do you mean with that? Well, like, I mean, they were just allowed to be in the ring. The ref didn't count or anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, in my eyes, Hawkins and Ryder won this via disqualification. A hundred percent. There should have been a five count. There should have been everything. Watch them roll with that. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to do that. But, yeah, um, Authors of Pain picked up the victory, but maybe they should reconsider the Collider. Next up, you had Andrade pick up a victory over Akira Tazarua. Um, yeah, good match. Uh, yeah, uh, and I, like I said... I was, about, I was about to... Sorry, keep it going. I was going to say, like I said, Wednesday Night Wars, and earlier, I don't... Uh, I don't get what they're doing with Tazawa, and if they're going to, like... If they're going to be building him back up, I I really wish we'd get Titus Worldwide back. Yeah, I I was very confused with it because 
Well, one of the things I was ready to walk away from the TV um, because I was, I forgot what I was doing, but I was in the midst of something. I was ready to walk away, but then I saw um, Andrade come out to face Tazawa, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to walk away right now, so I'm gonna stick around and watch this. Well, I don't know how you would walk away after the the next segments either. Go for it. Uh, up next, we had Buddy Murphy. Uh, not defending, (laughs) defeating (laughs) or returning Matt Hardy. Matt hasn't been on TV in like six to seven months. That was a huge shocker for me. And you did not mark out for that. Oh, no, no. I I popped for this big time. Okay. uh, I I just thought it was weird because before the match, Aleister Black cut his promo. Mm -hmm. And I thought for sure we were about to see Buddy Murphy versus Aleister Black. So I was like, I was completely cut off guard with, uh, caught off guard. With uh, yeah. the return of Matt Hardy, but and I'm still like I'm loving that he's going back to those old attires. Yeah, no, I I was very caught off guard too. I definitely expected Aleister Black to be the person involved in this match, but nope. But it was a really good match where like Matt, like he now Buddy Murphy has a win over Matt Hardy, hundred percent future Hall of Famer. Um, Murphy kept knocking Matt Hardy in the face. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Somehow he got busted open. I don't know. Um, I mean, fun match, but after the match, Alistair Black did come on out after Buddy Murphy called beckoned him, and uh, Alistair Black took Buddy Murphy to town. I wouldn't say took him to town. He just hit him with a bunch of kicks, and Murphy walked off. Stumbled off. Stumbled. Uh, no, because he, he went to go back into the ring, and then went, nah, I'm good. All right, all right. So I'm ready for this feud. I think it's going to be awesome. I agree. Next up, you had Umberto coming down to the ring to face AJ Styles, only to get attacked from behind by the OC, and they rock him with the Magic Killer right into the stairs. Yeah, Ricochet uh, comes out to aid uh, Umberto Carrillo and then lays out a challenge for the U.S. Championship, followed by Randy Orton. Followed by Drew McIntyre, and then finally Rey Mysterio, which then they all agree to set up a fatal four-way where the winner goes on to face AJ Styles for the United States Championship. Uh, Rey Mysterio surprisingly picks up that victory. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. No, I know. At one point, you had uh, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre go chop for chop with each other, which was like, oh my god. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was a very that was a cool moment because you're like, ooh, ah. They did that. On, I like, they did I like, that in on Survivor Series too. I think it was it might have been McIntyre and Walter, and it's like, uh, how would why would you do that? I like Randy Orton during this where he cut him off with the poke to the to the eyes. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just like such Randy Orton fashion. Instead of just chopping him across, he just goes for the eye poke. I also I like the the Tower of Doom spot that they did. Where yeah, Mac- McIntyre hit that spider German suplex to Orton, who then suplexed, uh, or superplexed, I don't know if you would say that, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, and that, that, I mean, that's uh, one of his signature moves, uh, Drew McIntyre, but also, always a fun spot. But well, no, not, Mysterio, not Tower of Doom. No, guys. no, the spider uh, suplex. But Rey Mysterio went on to face AJ Styles for yeah, the so U.S. It was, championship. It was a nice prelude to the... To that match. 
Yeah, it, Rey Mysterio picking up the victory with the assist of Randy Orton eliminating the OC from uh, factoring into the finale. Which, how? What's your take on this? I don't Five really get. Four. I don't really get Rey Mysterio winning this title. the The match was really good, but you have the referee get knocked out. The OC get tries to get involved, and they they went to hit him with the magic killer, only to have Randy Orton of all people run down and stop them not umberto like i well umberto i guess was taken out but even still i don't like randy orton i don't know if that's like a a face turn or something i don't know what to i don't know what to ever expect from randy orton um but ray mysterio this entire entire time we expected him to heel turn on well not heel turn but to just turn on ricochet at some point during the match at survivor series (laughs) yeah i mean and then he's out here helping out Rey Mysterio. I really liked when he Rey Mysterio hits the six one nine into Randy Orton's RKO. Yeah, that was a cool spot. What if this is all just a lead up to Randy Orton's always been the guy thinking of himself? What was if this is just a lead up to Randy Orton versus Rey Mysterio for the U.S. Championship for Rey Mysterio, uh, Randy Orton to become U.S. Champion? I don't know. I I don't know. I would be. I would it be it has definitely been some time since he's been a champion, but I don't. Yeah. I'm good on that. But I would. I would be fine with that. But what I don't like is the night before Rey Mysterio lost. Yeah, but, to but no, Brock, no, and now he's. But no, he wasn't. He wasn't decimated by Brock Lesnar. No, but I. I just hate the back-to-back title matches. Well, I mean, he came up. He came out to to challenge. So I don't. I mean, but then are we supposed to forget about Umberto and AJ Styles? Or see, that's what sucks. But now with Rey Mysterio being champion, maybe we could see like a really good match between them. Or I guess so. I, I see. It, it still it sucks that Kalisto's on SmackDown, but yeah, I, I see Orton becoming champion based out of all of this. But next, when time uh, the- when Dominic came out to celebrate, I wanted nothing more than for him to drop Rey Mysterio like Batista. I thought the same thing. I thought when he was up there, I'm like, Dominic, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, do it. Turn heel, do it. Face your father for the championship. I, that would be join, like. Join the OC. I, I, not even join, not join the OC. I know, I know. I, I thought, I wouldn't have minded if, if he did that. And then like, we would have seen oh. Rey Mysterio at TLC versus Dominic. Oh yeah, no, I would have minded that. But... Why though? Nah, I, nah I'm, I'm good. I don't have to see Dominic wrestle. Yeah, that's so stupid of you to say. That's like, oh, I don't need to see Eddie Guerrero wrestle because his father was a wrestler. Oy vey. No, totally different. The dude hasn't had a match yet. Yeah, but that's not that's not how things work always. Yeah, yeah. Like What's Santino, up, look at Santino Morella's like actual main roster debut. He didn't he didn't have a match before that, and he won the title the night of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up next? Uh, Oscar defeats Charlotte Flair. Which, uh, for me, this match was super long. I, I didn't want... I mean, not, it, not for me. It was a super long match. I just was... Wish it was not as long as it was. But what I thought was interesting... When uh, Asuka hits the the mist on Flair... Mm-hmm. Flair pulled her hair back. I thought that was interesting, too. I was just like, and I didn't, is she... I never noticed that if she has done that before, but I wonder if that was just to get, like, the most coverage on her face. 
I think so. I think it is because I noticed the same thing too, where she's turned right into it, pulling the hair back. I didn't know if it was to prevent the green mist from getting all into the hair. I didn't think about the aspect of to cover more forehead and face. I'm going to have to uh, keep an eye out and see if they do that. Maybe I don't know if they do it tomorrow during the ladder match. It's not Maybe, ladder but match, is it? I, 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 I think that your analysis of that is a lot better than mine with thinking that to prevent it from getting the hair. I think yours is a lot better to with it to provide more coverage of the face. Yeah, and also... Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I oh, I, I like wish... the involvement of Kyrie Sane. I yeah. like Kyrie Sane when uh, Charlotte Flair went after her as Kyrie Sane was about to climb over the barricade, and Kyrie Sane's like smiling at her. Yeah, I just I wish I think maybe it's because the referee turned around too quickly. I wish Oscar was able to hide the mist more. Yeah, afterwards I mean, for the tough. for the pin. It's kind of tough to hide the mist, you know. It's no, close. I, no, 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 no. Because Kyrie Sane once she did it like perfectly, but I think because the referee turned around. What is? It's weird though because afterwards, when the ref's like, "Oh, there's mist all over the place. There's poison mist in your eyes." So it's like that. It's it's hard to react to. But outside of that, uh, I was a big fan of the finish of this. Yeah. I... Um, Next match, you saw Eric Rowan defeating Kyle Roberts, a uh, enhancement talent, I guess you would say. This match does nothing for me. It does nothing for storyline. He just keeps talking to a cage. I don't know what's in the cage. I mean, uh, you saw Kyle, Kyle Roberts reacting to the cage. I mean, he lifted up that little curtain to look underneath it. and then Which is that- funny. I saw somebody tweet, now only two people know what's under the cage. <laughs> so true. But Eric Rowan took a... Took a offense and did not take kindly to that action as he decimated Kyle Roberts after that main event. We saw Kevin Owens take on and defeat Seth Rollins via disqualification because the oddest part of this whole entire match authors of pain came out and attacked Kevin Owens. And it looked like they were going to attack both of them, but it was literally just Seth Rollins that got attacked. Yeah, you didn't really know what was about to take place. You didn't know if somebody was going to align themselves with Authors of Pain. Um, or and, and Rollins was in the corner like, come on, come on, come on. And they, they walked off. They didn't do anything. So, And, and I thought that was maybe a way to have Seth. Because Seth Rollins burnt a lot of bridges earlier in that night. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe this was a way to like not have him be a heel, but then he went and hit two curb stomps like Kevin Owens. And- well, I don't think it was with the intention of him not being the heel, but more of Authors of Pain answering what he brought up earlier in the night was saying they could have been there and they weren't there yeah, but and why, they could have been. But why didn't he attack? Why didn't he get attacked? To show like, hey, we could have been there and this is what we're capable of. So I think Authors of Pain are showing Seth Rollins that they can't, they could have done that. And I think that it was just more of a demonstration of what they could have done the night before. Yeah, well. I think it was more them answering everything, uh, responding to him. And I think it was a huge statement. But that was Monday Night Raw. Moving on to SmackDown. Uh, it kicks off with Roman Reigns talking about Survivor Series. Calling King Corbin a dummy for what he did and uh, called him out to apologize. 
King Corbin came out and Roman Reigns challenged him to a match. And I thought it was I thought it was really funny because Baron Corbin got people to boo him talking about Thanksgiving. <laughs> I nobody does heal better than Corbin right now. It's like I, I had the greatest Thanksgiving if my fork fell on the floor, I had somebody there to give me a new one. And people are like, boo, Thanksgiving sucks at your house. But uh, yeah. he ends up, he trashed Alabama and, and told Roman Reigns that if he wants a fight, you got to go through Robert Roode, basically. And that he did. Roman Reigns picks up the victory over Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, this match was basically just a bunch of times of Roman Reigns having the under, uh, the odds were against Roman Reigns. It, it yeah. just kept being Roman Reigns overcoming the odds. Because Ziggler at one point grabs Roman Reigns' uh, leg behind the referee's back. Robert Roode gets an advantage. Ziggler distracts the referee again. Doesn't really affect the match. Reigns takes Ziggler out. Um, for me, the match was too long. Yeah, this entire segment was a little bit too long. It's just it's um, because if... if if it, the match was maybe a little shorter, just like it was like seven different times that Ziggler did something behind the referee's back, and Roman Reigns was able to like overpower it. Yeah, but it ends. Uh, Ziggler was this after the match, or, or where uh, King Corbin got involved, and then Rude uh, attacked him with the scepter and grabbed the chair. I I think. After, but I don't remember. And and it had Roman Reigns not reversed that, the the scepter had a hole. I mean, the, the chair had a hole in it from the scepter. <laughs> or, or so the commentary said. I didn't actually mm-hmm. see the hole. But, uh, yeah, so Road, uh, Road, Rude ends up getting speared <laughs> through the barricade after the match. And, uh, and Roman Reigns dumped the commentary table on him. And then, and then off air, I believe, while he was getting stretchered out, Roman Reigns flipped the stretcher. Yeah. Up next was the first uh, Firefly Funhouse segment where The Fiend, or not The Fiend, Bray Wyatt introduced a new title for The Fiend, which now makes three different titles for Bray Wyatt as champion. Um, and then he invited Daniel Bryan to play again. Thoughts, Which, on the, thoughts on the title? The title is interesting. It's sick. I mean, it's a replica of his face. Um, I think it's... I, I don't like it, personally. I think it's dumb. I can't see anybody wearing that. You know, people I, People are going to buy it. Which, it, um, I don't even... I don't even want to assume how much money it is. Probably at least, like, 900 bucks. Which is... It's cool, because this is unlike... Uh, any other championship we've seen before. I don't know who makes replica titles, but uh, this is actually going to be made from Tom Savini's workshop. And each one is handcrafted. Each one is uh, limited edition, numbered. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, and that's pretty cool. That's going to be from his workshop. It's just a bizarre uh, championship that I don't... I, which I guess, I mean, I don't know... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't see anybody, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't see why that's a thing. Um, it's a thing. I mean, I think that I, yeah, I think it could have been a little bit different, but I'm fine with it. 
It's cool. So later on, Daniel Bryan was uh, interviewed about all of this, about whether or not he's going to play again. And he gets cut off by more Firefly Funhouse, which Bray Wyatt was talking about Daniel Bryan changing. Uh, It was more muscle man stuff where reptilians were mentioned. That's a, maybe both of them believe it, him and Bo. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They have some out there. Yeah. I, once I heard the reptilian reference and stuff like that, I'm like, this is definitely Bo Dallas related. Because, I mean, we've heard him speak about the reptilians and everything like that and his theories so many times. So, but, I would uh, be surprised. Yeah, so uh, after this, uh, Daniel Bryan had to think more and didn't answer. And then later on, Miz did one of those, like, pick-me-up speeches to Daniel Bryan and said, like, as, as much as I hate to admit it, you're very important to SmackDown and you should not be facing The Fiend again. Trying to be that voice of reason for him. Yeah, so that's where we cut this off for now. I'm looking forward to more. I, maybe maybe Miz is going to be the first victim or something. Hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. But up next, we had a, I would say, a big return. That being a promo with Sheamus in it. I'd say a big return as well. I mean, we've been... We haven't seen Sheamus in a very long time. Yeah, out with that injury. Uh, didn't even know if he was coming back at all. Oh. Um, it was kind of a heelish promo. I, where, he, I, where he's I, like, oh, when I've been out, with, since since I've been out, we've had so-and-so, like Shorty G, whatever that is, this, that, um, and basically claimed SmackDown to be his. Uh, and I think the most... The weirdest thing out of this was just to see him with his haircut from, like, 2012. Yeah. Without, like, the mohawk or anything. It was... And the, the beard was back. The the the, the mustache he looked, beard. He looked younger. Yeah. He looked a lot younger. That is for sure. Um, next up, you had Mustafa Ali pick up the victory over Drew Gulak. Um, good match. I, I'm always a fan of Drew Gulak in action and facing Mustafa Ali. I thought that this was a nice match, a nice little, uh, way to follow up with the Sheamus and Firefly Funhouse segment. And I liked, I liked them, uh, mentioning Gulak's, uh, hatred for the top rope moves and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was shocked here because I think this was the first time in at least a long time that I've noticed where somebody goes up to the top rope to do their their move, and it's zoomed all the way in to where you can't see the opponent, and they actually follow through with the move and hit the move. Yeah, usually when that happens, you expect someone to be moving. Yeah, or get knocked off, but that didn't happen. I was quite surprised. Yeah. Up next, you had Sasha Banks and Bailey come out to speak about Survivor Series and how SmackDown lost because the locker room sucks. Uh, Sasha Banks trashes the team and Lacey Evans comes out and basically just knocks Sasha Banks out. I, I don't, I don't get it, but yeah. Like, are they trying to turn her face or what's going to happen there now? I don't want to see Lacey Evans as a face or a hue, but yeah, it's going to be interesting, but we'll see how it plays out. Next up, you had Nikki Cross pick up victory over Sonya Deville. Which, um, bef- before the match, Mandy Rose made fun of uh, the way Nikki Cross looks. Yeah. 
taking those looks. Uh, and during too- during the match, Mandy Rose distracted uh, Nikki Cross, but it had zero effect. She still won the match. And after the match, she uh, Mandy Rose attacked Nikki Cross, and Alexa Bliss made the return after a Unf- few weeks. Unfortunate, because I would like to see DeVille pick up the victory over Nikki Cross. But, yeah, Alexa Bliss making her return. I mean, for me, it felt like she's only been out for, like, two weeks. It might be, like, two or three, but... Yeah, so... It's funny, when uh, Nikki Cross came out, I'm like, why does that color scheme remind me of another wrestler? And I I couldn't place it, and then after Bliss came out, I was like, oh, you stupid idiot, you should have made the connection. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, literally the the same pink and blue from, from her gear. Bliss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm happy Alexa Bliss is back and actually like being used in uh well, I mean hopefully being used in a wrestling manner. Yeah, one could hope. Up next backstage, Dana Brooke was there and Drake Maverick walks up to her and goes, You know, now that Thanksgiving is over, we have uh Christmas and uh I have some mistletoe and holds up the mistletoe and tries to kiss her. And uh she's like, Aren't you married? Which he goes, it's complicated, so who knows what's going on there. But uh, Elias ends up returning here, cutting them off, playing guitar. It was kind of underwhelming, but I'm happy that Elias is back at least. Yeah, I don't know if he should have returned in a backstage segment, but it's good. Whatevs. Maybe we'll see Maverick versus Elias next week. Maybe. I mean, and then he brought up maybe uh, his wife should find out about this or something like that. So also where, also, where is the two Oh, uh, not the two Oh five, the, uh, the WWE 24 seven championship. Is that going to be like, like, I don't know. I, I kind of miss not having that every week. I'm good with it. I think that it's good to take a little breather here and there from that. If not, it just ends up interfering with matches. I, I like that. It stepped away for a little bit. It will be back. It will be back. Uh, next, next up, you had New Day issuing their their Thanksgiving Open Challenge match, which I was like, send out Godly Gooker. How did he not appear on the said Thanksgiving episode of SmackDown? Good luck. There was good absolutely luck. no mention, like outside of of Corbin talking about how his Thanksgiving went, and them saying Happy Thanksgiving SmackDown everywhere. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, I wanted more. There was no food fight. There was nothing. Well, it wasn't on Thanksgiving. It doesn't matter. What are you talking about? It was just, it was a Thanksgiving-themed episode that barely had anything to do with Thanksgiving. Eh, I'm fine with it, but it New was Day dumb. picked up the But yeah, no, but no. New Day first, up the first of all, Cesaro comes out with Nakamura and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn yells about Black Friday because New Day's whole promo was about Black Friday. And uh, then they accepted that challenge, which, yes, New Day then picked up the victory. Um, which I thought was funny towards the end of that match where Sami Zayn behind the referee's back picked up the, the, the tray, the pancake tray. Yeah. And just as he went to go hit one of them, he got caught and the ref tossed him out. Yeah, Sami Zayn's doing a good job in that managerial role. But next up, you had the uh, the response. Daniel Bryan responded to Bray Wyatt's uh, challenge. Yeah, and I like how he's saying, like, the fans made him realize what kind of person he should be. 
And he's like, the fans are the ones that brought the Yes Movement back to life. And he accepted Bray Wyatt's challenge and gets cut off by a Firefly Funhouse. And what's disappointing here is that it was teased that we're going to be seeing a new character added to the Firefly Funhouse. So that opening segment where it's just the championship, I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? That sucks because I'm a hundred percent waiting for Liv Morgan to be part of the, the Firefly Funhouse. That'd be cool. I said it back when 2K20 came out that this, there's a theme song in where I was hoping for the yo, 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 yo theme for Liv Morgan, but it's some creepy, weird music that sounded like some sort of Firefly Funhouse-esque, uh, Fiend-esque music. And since then, there were those rumors that Liv Morgan would be uh, going with, with Bray Wyatt. They had even uh, some sort of sketch sketches for a dress. I don't know if those were real or not. I guess those weren't real. Yeah, that they turned had... out that turned out to be fake uh, a fake account. I don't know, but we're gonna definitely find out. So uh, as of now, we're, we don't have Liv Morgan, but Bray Wyatt says that if Daniel Bryan does go through with this match, he's going to change, and he's he's putting over Daniel Bryan, saying like, "You're the one that helped build the funhouse, don't you remember? This is all because of you." And then the fiend comes through the ring, attacks Daniel Bryan, drags him under the ring, and from under the ring starts throwing hair everywhere. So I don't know if Daniel Bryan is going to be bald now or if he's going to be uh, beardless. Yeah, are we going to see the Ring of Honor Daniel Bryan of old? Which it's really funny because I remember how many years ago it must be, maybe maybe a good 10 years or so when you had shown me, showed you had showed me, you had shown me. Ooh. Shown. Yeah. That was a bad one. You had shown me a picture of Daniel Bryan from ring of honor when he had like the beard, he was bald with the Cape and everything. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like, and and (laughs) are we going to see the return of that? It's possible. I mean, it's definitely possible. So I'm wondering, right. I'm wondering if that's what's going to happen. Um, if he's just going to be like fully bald, we'll just have to wait to see uh, until next week on SmackDown. Yeah, because Bray Wyatt promised, I guess, to show the true Daniel Bryan. So who knows what that actually is? Who knows? Well, all right, that is SmackDown. Hey, Brandon, you got any shoutouts? Well, I definitely mentioned it before, but the first shout-out is going to... Do you want to take a guess? Yeah, eight years. It's not eight years. It's stuffing. (laughs) All right, close, close. For me, it's the best part of the Thanksgiving meal, so definitely uh, giving that shout-out to stuffing. But yeah, in the the topic of eight years, that MarkingOut.com is eight years old. And uh, so is my Twitter account, at BTTG161. Got him. (laughs) Uh, But the next shout-out is going to referee Jessica Carr. She is now moving from NXT to SmackDown, which it's weird that it's like, I guess, well, now she's going on the road. That's like the huge 
um, what word am I looking for? I don't know, but she's getting the call up. Yeah, but it's not a call up anymore because NXT is also a main roster. Yeah, she's she's getting the call. It's a uh, graduation of sorts. Yeah, yeah, she's From getting NXT the call to what used to be the main roster, but now it's it's not a main roster anymore. It's just they're all three of them are main rosters. Mm-hmm. So my statement before when I said it's not a main roster is incorrect, but <laughs> all three of them. But it's awesome. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of Jessica Carr, and I'm happy that she's going to be on the road now. Yeah, she's doing a great job, so we look forward to it. Uh, Alton Brown gets the last shout-out. Are you familiar with Alton Brown? You have to be, right? Come on. Sounds familiar. From Food Network. He does uh, Good Eats and all those shows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he recently tweeted a picture of mashed potatoes that was, like, whipped or whatever. But I, I asked him. I was like, "If I was like, have you ever eaten, or would you ever eat mashed potato ice cream?" And he said yes. Well, no, he said no and no. Okay. Which I was surprised that he even answered. But I'm very curious. I, like, would you eat mashed potato ice cream? I'm happy that you asked me that question, and the <laughs> correct answer would be no. I'm like, I'm. I kind of want to try it. Um, I, I suggest that you record yourself, uh, trying it. And yeah, but I don't know where, on... like, I, I've never, first of all, I've never made ice cream myself. Well, I think this got to be th- uh, an episode on Twitch. And I see, I do see some people like out there have actual recipes for mashed potato flavored ice cream, but it, Give it, it, a like, shot. it just, I, to me, it can't be that bad. I think that that may have to be the next cooking with Brandon. Like, I'm not going to sit there putting, like, actual gravy on the ice cream or anything. But, like, if you put, like, mashed potatoes, mix it in with um, with cream and sugar, I don't see why it can't be, like, a some sort of good flavor. I don't know. Hey, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, in, in, in the other, like, the, the, like, what is it, Japan? Mm-hmm. That they have red bean ice cream? That's made mm-hmm. with kidney beans, isn't it? I'm not too sure, but, you know, hey, to each their own. So give it a shot. Why not? Maybe one day. But uh, those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for Ow. Right, our mark out moment of the week. I uh, definitely mentioned it on the Wednesday Night Wars. One of them, at least, was uh, Ted Irvin showing up at Dynamite and trashing the Blackhawks. I still think that was so funny. Yeah, that um, is pretty cool. Do you have a mark out moment before I give another one? Uh, yeah, I marked out because uh, Charles the Rockstar Rodriguez picked up the victory at Glory 72. Um, he won his fight in the first round with TKO uh, via TKO, not the, the TKO Mark Mara move, but <laughs> continuous knees, the the knees and knees and knees for days, uh, picked up the victory. So congratulations to Charles the Rockstar Rodriguez. Make sure you check him out. Definitely marked out for that. What about you? Well, my other mark out moment uh, comes from SmackDown. They obviously because football's a thing. Which is always the dumbest thing where people are like, oh my god, you have to work on, on Thanksgiving? And then you have like, oh, let's watch football. Yeah, I'm not a big football fan. But no, but I'm saying like everybody's like complains about, oh, how dare they make people work on Thanksgiving and then they go and watch football. Who are going and working on 
Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But the the football game was on during Thanksgiving. I forget which one it was, but um, I just happened to look at the screen and see a commercial for SmackDown, so it, it grabbed my attention. And then they followed it up by Braun Strowman actually being at the game, chilling there with the WWE Championship. That's pretty cool. I didn't expect to see that at all. I thought it was cool. I texted Chris. I was like, yo, Braun Strowman's just chilling at this game. He goes, I just saw it. I was like, why are we watching football? He goes, why are you watching football? <laughs> I was like, I, it was just on, and the, the SmackDown commercial caught my eye. That's funny. Because I don't, I don't know Chris to watch football. I know he's a big baseball guy. but Yeah, that's funny. But, yeah, that's our, uh, that's our, our mark-out moments of the week, I guess. And that is episode 460. Thank you so much for checking it out. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Marking Out, at Chris Sweendog, at Dave the Rave underscore MO, at BTTG161, Facebook.com slash Marking Out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash Marking Out 11, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Get that t shirt 20% off. And uh, just check us out, marketout.com, if you haven't done so already. And we wish you the... The... Best, best of fucking year future endeavors. Have a fan.